Hello, I'm Anita and welcome to our Pacecast. This is the podcast that gives you the inside scoop on what it's really like to work in the creative comms industry. We're going to be bringing you the honest accounts of the wonderful, sometimes even weird, things that we get up to on a daily basis here at Pace. Every month I'll be chatting with members of the Pace team and we'll also be inviting some other special guests to join us. We'll be discussing the good, the bad and the ugly of what it takes to create some top-notch content. So, let's get started. So today I'm joined by Kaz, Joe and John. Hi guys. Hello. Hello. And we are going to be talking about something that's a subject quite close to my heart at the moment, and I've written a blog about it, actually, which is on um, our new website. Woo! Let's not talk about the website. We're allowed to Um, talk about it now. (laughs) But the blog is all about um, creative currency. What what I mean by that is that that is is our product, our service that we sell to our clients. And I just feel that recently there's been more and more examples of what we've presented or what we're doing being copied, um, either by other agencies or we've presented ideas to clients, sorry, prospects, should I say. And for whatever reason, they've said it's not quite right and they've chosen to go down another route, which is perfectly fine. But then the ideas we've presented have reappeared at a later date and attributed to somebody else. So take, basically taken our idea, um, which they clearly liked, even though they said at the time they didn't, yeah. and then used it in some form. And it's always been an issue in the industry. I mean, it's not unique to Pace at all, but I just feel that recently I've come across more and more examples of it, of our own work being copied, mm. and it's starting to irritate me slightly. Quite rightly. Yeah. Um, and now they do say that, obviously... What is it? Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Yeah. Yeah. Oscar Wilde who said it originally yeah. or something. So we, clearly it's a compliment because what we're doing is good, actually better than good. Um, but I just wanted to have a chat about it and see what you yeah. guys thought about it. So any It's a real bugbear and I remember the time and effort that went into said specific <laughs> campaign. And, you know, we're all super proud of it and obviously you created it yeah. and everybody, we're all looking at it going, God, it's brilliant, it's so good, the client's going to love it. And then to get the feedback that actually they wanted to go and do something different but then they used it it's just such a kick in the teeth that to everybody that worked on it and yeah. you know that's what they that's what like that's our currency our the mm. ideas and the creativity is what you pay for and it's just not right is it and not only that someone else is getting the credit exactly yeah, yeah. But i think when you work in the creative industry you've always come across that haven't you as you said at the beginning it's happened forever and you know as soon as you release the work it's in, it will, it's in the world it will be it will be seen and every time you do pictures you always have that feeling are they just going to take this and do it themselves and yeah. of it mm-hmm. and that's the fear and that's you have to be you have to stand with the work that you've created and let a guy yeah. stand there but you do know that it will or could be used yeah. by but there's the, flip, there's the flip side of that as well because imagine being the designer that goes right well we liked what you did but we preferred what another agency did and can you please do their work but we want you to do yeah. their work. Imagine being a designer and having that sort of like, you're cheaper, so we'll use you, or you're X, so we'll use you, but actually, or you're in-house, yeah. maybe, so we'll use you to do the work, but we like this other person's work. How that idea, designer yeah. that has to create that based know. on knowing they're copying Copy. other people's work. Yeah, I mean... What would you do, John, morally? Ugh. Would you say, no, absolutely not? I think, yeah, no, you wouldn't. You have to take in what the client wants, but you, you, you've got to have in your own input, I think, and take the lead from what they like but interpret it in another way mm. you can't just mm. take the work directly yeah. I mean 
that's just downright plagiarism, isn't it? Really, from and you, you've got to trust the cop your work and where you say this is copyright to us. Yeah. And the the these company that we're talking about is tweeted slightly, but you still feel well. You know, in your heart and hearts, that you've just really been taking our work and, and the original us. was better. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> the invention made have not been. We know. Yeah, exactly. We know we could take it further and make it better as well. You know, that's yeah. the thing. We had the creative knowledge idea and we put it out there and it gets diluted as it goes through the process of there yeah. when they take it in-house or to another design yeah. agency, which is, which is a big shame. There's another side to that as well, though, because obviously from my point of view, if we, if one of my clients said, right, um, and I have had this in my old agency, who no longer exist, and this maybe part of the reason why, because we presented work that the designers had done, it was for a prospectus, a college in the area, and um, presented the work and, you know, really liked it, and they, they really liked... Us, we pre- I presented it to them and they were like, love you, love work, would love to work with you, but uh, gave us the job, but then basically said, we actually preferred the creative of this other person. And so can we work with you, but can you do this design? Yeah. And so from my point of view, as a, as a client, you know, I'm like, great, you know, we've got this work, new client, you know, let's start building a relationship, let's see where this goes. Yeah. But then they didn't, like I can't. T- I mean, we did turn around and say, "Look, you know, that's that, that's not what no. we should do. This isn't right." Blah, blah blah. But and we we had to. The client was well. We really want this, so we took it, but tweaked it as much as we could, could. towards what yeah. we wanted. But that that was a really tricky situation to be in because you're kind of at the mercy of your client, but you know that it's not the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. So that's like another side to it as well. That's yeah, it's really sticky and icky, and it's not. It's down to the responsibility of the people who were initially asking and saying, downright know that they're saying, can you take that work and copy it? Whoever yeah. ever asks for Well, that. it cheapens the work and you can see that different agencies are worth more, you know, and you, you, you can see by the level of work that goes out that, yeah, as we do here, yeah, we care for what we put out and we kind of work hard to get to the level that we, we're going to show the yeah. prospective clients and for them to take it, it does cheapen it, I think, a lot. So, But it has happened forever. I mean, you can't stop. Yeah, working. we've never had that situation though, have we? Where we've been given the work, given the account, been asked to replicate mm. another. No. That's because our designers are excellent. That is true. Yeah, yeah the studio. Big up the but studio. In the other studio, <laughs> the other, this past agency wasn't as good designers. That's obviously and it's right. Not, I think it's important to make the point. It's not just about um, design. It's about no, ideas. I, ideas yeah. and yeah. copy as well, yeah. and the way that's yeah. used. It's it's it, it is. It's a, now yeah. there is an argument, isn't there, that no no idea is unique. No, I suppose. It's and the, that's that's where we're getting into difficult territory yeah. because we might think we've come up with a unique unique idea. Um, and someone might argue, well, actually, we've had a very similar idea, and it's yeah. hard to prove where the original yeah. idea yeah. came from. But I suppose where I sit, it's about how we've been asked, there's a problem to solve, a brief, and we've come up with an idea to solve that specific problem. So yeah. it's the application of yeah. that yeah. idea to that problem. And I think that's where you can argue quite strongly that that is where our, the value is, you know, yeah. the ideas we've come up with. Exactly. Because there is rationale for that idea, because it's specific to a brief mm-hmm. um, and meeting the objectives of that brief. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Mm. Joe, what do you think? Well, I was going to say, it's, it's harder, I would argue that it's kind of harder to copy what I do. Copy, ha-ha. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Only because it's, it's literal words. If you're taking the words that I've written and replicating them, well, then it, it, the words in that sentence, in that order that I, that I wrote... Are, 
you can literally see they've been copied. Yeah. Whereas I think with design, it can be a little bit more, it's a bit more abstract. It's yeah, ideas it's and colours yeah. and it, it's a bit more of a feeling, I think, mm. sometimes as well that you're trying to convey. It's a lot yeah. harder. Um, so uh, it's not really happened to me before, mainly because I think it would just be more difficult, mm. I think, to, well, to fully mm. rip off what, what we've done. Yeah, um, I mean, we have had words copied verbatim. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to name names. Um, it's very clear that <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's more obvious isn't um, it? but I think as well it's not just about design and the look and feel I think it's about campaign I, the ideas mm. behind a campaign mm. and a creative direction of that yeah. campaign and that, that clearly has been mm. um, used elsewhere on multiple occasions it's not just an isolated incident so but also it's really, it's like so obviously everything comes from inspiration and everybody yeah. has to be in, um, inspired so if John's doing something um, for let's say Beale Homes yeah. or Victory Leisure or whoever you might be looking at Adidas or you might be yeah. looking at you know completely Haribo yeah. completely unrelated brands and getting inspiration like oh I love that font or I love all oh, of the colours used yeah. over there yeah. and you take all these inspirations from different places and then pull it into your yeah, category in your area but if you're looking at say we're doing something for Beale Homes and we're looking at one of their competitors exactly. and doing it, yeah, then that's exactly. like, that's rip-off and yeah. that's, yeah. that's plagiarism. Very but much. Inspiration, obviously, everything comes from inspiration. It's like Ed Sheeran. Was it one of you yeah. guys who was yeah. telling me yesterday? Yeah. That is, um, is now recording everything that he's doing. With his writing a song. With his writing yeah. a song. Yeah. And apparently, somebody told me this in the studio yesterday, that Paul McCartney said something years ago about at one point we're going to get to a point where... Um, it's all going to turn into lawsuits because there's only so many notes yeah. on a keyboard. It's true. Yeah. It's true. 16, there's notes, only, 16 notes. I always use this as an example in music because there's a, to Western ears, there's yeah. so, only so many chord progressions that sound acceptable. You can tell who's our musician. But it's true. Like, <laughs> only so many <laughs> the way that, that, And there's also so many t- ways that music is structured that would be acceptable to our ears yeah. that we think sounds good. So there is a, a finite yeah. number. There is only a, a, a you can't be 100% is, unique. Well, yeah. It can be, but no one will buy the music. So <laughs> what I don't understand is, if there's only 16 notes, which mm. is what came out in the Ed Sheeran case, why there hasn't been so many more examples of the music sounding the same? It must be so hard. I think there I mean, have been. Will be. It's there just... have been. I think there has been as well, but I think Ed Sheeran's obviously... He's a target, isn't he? Because he's a multi-millionaire it's so popular and and always in the charts but there has been there has been other rip-offs I remember I can't remember who it was but I remember hearing about them in the past and I don't know how they ended but not that many Oh, there's loads, but they won't be as high profile. I think it's got more profile now I mean you go to bands like the KLF who just use samples for their entire album Mm. and they got away with it but that was in the early 90s but you can get permission can't you so you can say you you can get permission in advance and say I want to use this yeah whatever you call them Chord progression. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Are you happy with that? And yeah. I suppose if it's um, Taylor Swift asking for permission, yeah. you go, yes, yeah. absolutely. Exactly. Um, but it's the yeah. same. It's the same in like your design. There's only so many colours, and there's only so many like you can always make new typefaces. But there's only so many letters in the alphabet that can be designed exactly. in certain ways. But as Joe says, you have certain people will expect to see a certain style of design in a certain area. You know, mm. so you're not going to design a. A medical thing in bright red. There is constraints around, and, and that's why you can find it is good to find inspiration in areas that are, that are not related. Yeah. yeah, because you can't you're trying to find something new to apply. Yeah, exactly. you're, push a boundary. Yeah, and I think that that is one of the reasons. So when Pace started, we were very very clear um, not to specialise in any, in one particular sector. So we serve clients across multiple sectors, and it's for that very reason. 
because um, we bring fresh ideas and fresh perspective to different sectors yeah. and industries where I think if you specialise in one particular sector or industry, you can become a bit stale yeah. Yeah. and a bit blinkered. Um, and ideas are transferable. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. With many of our clients. So, um, mm. Well, that's what we do in the morning when we have our news discussions and what's, what's mm-hmm. hot in the news and we will share links in the Slack channels. That's the first place I always go when I'm thinking yeah. of new campaigns. They might not be related at all and that's, you know, better better than yeah. what you could find within the same sector. So yeah. So a friend of mine actually has had this problem recently. So she, well, not that recently now, but she um, has a company called Button Box Cards and she basically, um, she used to work with me at Mamas and Papas. Um, she's an amazing designer, creates all her own prints and everything. And she makes like greetings cards, but she also makes like um, like little gifted things. And she made um, baubles, glass baubles, with feathers inside that had, you printed people's names on it. So you could have a bauble with Mia, for example, printed on it. And she sold them in the Not On The High Street website. Yeah. And they were, on the Not on the, they were featured in the Not On The High Street catalogue one year. You've probably seen them. They were re- they were really really popular, and they were I think they were on the cover or like like featured quite highly one year. Re- and you know her bestseller, and at Christmas she just spend hours and hours, days and days, maybe weeks, doing baubles and feathers and print. And then not long later, I think it was the following year, loads of people had done a copy of her products baubles with feathers and printed names mm. and she was so upset about it. She said she remembers one lady saying, "I'm not the only one who's doing them," you know, like it justified her actions. Um, that other people were also copying them as well. She contacted quite a few different people about it. Some people took them down and some didn't. She said she did a lot, some cease and desist letters. But basically, at the end of it, she was she was just sort of left to like lose her work. And so she was really gutted about it because it was like something that she'd worked so hard to create. Mm-hmm. Other people would just take it and use it as their own. And it feels like such a grey area in design yeah. on how to tackle copywriting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, it is um, and especially for like a small one man business who yeah, often, not going to go to the yeah, yeah they don't have the funds to challenge yeah. other no, people yeah. legally. Challenge. You know, yeah. it's like a real issue. Um, yeah, felt very sorry for her at the time, but she'd create. She's gone on and done even more amazing things. But yeah, they they would probably argue not that it's necessarily right that she's just she's got first mover advantage in the sense that she was first to market. So you've got to capitalize on that as yeah. much as quickly yeah. as you can before other people copy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about you, John? You got an example. Well, mine was from a while ago. It was a Honda had that wine and Kennedy did called the Cog. And there was a piece of kinetic art where they dismantled the entire Honda. I don't know if it was an Accord or one of them motors. And they made this piece, an advert where it starts off with a bearing from the wheel and it rolls all the way down through. And the last thing I think it's something hitting the stereo and quite a famous song playing. But they had taken that inspiration from an artist's two artists two German artists I think it's Fleisch and Weiss I think that's their name sound German yeah <laughs> sounds quite good yeah but yeah but there was they almost took them to lawsuit and there was a big thing in Creative Review about how they'd wish they'd spoken to Wyden and Kenny had spoken to them before they actually going ahead and creating this advert because it felt that it kind of really diluted their piece of artwork mm. and it kind of almost got to court but then Wyden and Kenny came out and said yes it had been a big influence and we do acknowledge that we were influenced by this, but they wouldn't say that they ripped it off, basically. There's no when, shame, though, is there, in being influenced and saying, you no. know, it's like a, um, it's... Um, but it was very, it was almost too close. Yeah. It was, it I think as long as you acknowledge it, though. Yeah. So that's my beef. I, I would be less Exactly, it's the acknowledgement. said, you know, acknowledging pace, yeah. but we've taken that and inspired, that's inspiration and created this. But 
it's when there's just blatant exactly. we don't like it but actually we did like it and we've used it yeah um, Supreme did the same with um, Barbara Krug as well with their typography and Supreme's a big skate board um, fashion brand now huge but yeah they just pinched an artist's style it was just red Futura in a red box and they made it their own mm. and Barbara Krug was just like I'm not bothered mm. I haven't got time for this you know what I mean yeah. so and then but then a, a women's group got behind Barbara Krug and made supreme bitch or something like that then tried to copyright supreme bitch and then supreme started a court case against them so barbara Krug then got involved again so it was kind of the snake biting its own tail in some bizarre world of um influencing and um, plagiarism Mm. basically what about if um with like what was happened to what's happened to us recently in this particular case if that company had said, okay, we love your designs, we love your concepts, we'll pay you for what you've done, we'll pay you for the concept, but we want to get another agency to like roll it out, then at least you're getting some kind of payment and credit and acknowledgement for what you've done. Because, you know, that ultimately you have to pay people for the work that they've done. Yeah. You yeah. can't just take something And that's absolutely how it should, yeah. should yeah. be done. You should in be my an art buyer. Yeah. 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 You should should acknowledge there's some value in what's been presented to you. Maybe you don't want to work with that particular company or you want to take it in a different direction, but at least pay them for what they've done. Yeah. And then you, you part on good yeah. terms. Yeah. And also that person can then get the files from that exactly. agency and you exactly. get all the work. You don't have to get some exactly. pay somebody else to recreate it. Yeah. Um and you know, try and find the fonts and try and match the colours and everything. You can get the files yeah. and then go and do with them what you wish. They're yours, you pay for them. Mm-hmm. Silly, isn't it? Yeah. It is. It's annoying. Very annoying. And I also, uh, something a musician friend said to me ages ago was, it doesn't matter how simple the idea is, if it's your idea, you, you're the first person to come up with it. So, you know, sometimes you go into modern art galleries in particular, it's just like, like a, a plain, white, black, a plain white canvas yeah. that I saw in Paris. I was like, this isn't art. Exactly. You know, people say, <laughs> well, I could have making you question art. <laughs> When people say, well, I could have thought of that. It's like, but the point is, you did it. Exactly. And that's why you need to be credited. Because when somebody said, I said, why is there a plain white canvas taking up a full wall? This isn't art. This is ridiculous. Somebody said, well, nobody else had done that before to that point. So I was like, ah, yeah, Yeah. right. Good point. And then I stood and looked at it for a few minutes. (laughs) That's good. That's good. But I I wanted to, I don't have an example to share, but something I've been thinking about was on your favourite subject, Anita, on the metaverse. Was how metaverse because I hate it rather than this. Because I wondered how we're going to protect ideas in this space that isn't real. That its its only currency is creative currency, is ideas, is is non fungible tokens, is, is, is is not tangible stuff. So surely this is going to become even more important, I would think, and we're going to have more cases. Because it's easier to share mm. ideas and share creativity mm. in this virtual space. Presumably, we're going to have more cases of this and it's going to become even more prevalent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> not to make you hate the metaverse more. Reason reason not to like it. <laughs> but yeah, just to sort of rely a little bit, I guess, on um, like people's like good human nature when it comes to things like this, don't you? I know, mm. and it's, yeah, and like people's morals and, you know, but it's, mm. gonna, it's tricky. Yeah. Anyway, we'd love to um, love to hear your thoughts on this. If you've got any um, suggestions or ideas or comments you'd like to make about how you can protect your creativity, we'd love to hear from you. So, um, thanks, guys. No problems. It's been Thank a you. joy. Nice it's chat. Been, been a joy. It's been good. Thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this month's podcast.
Don't forget to follow or subscribe if you want to hear more from us. You can check us out on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and look out for our special Pacecast Bites for bonus insights from the people of Pace. Until next time, bye-bye for now. What do you think, Tilly, when people steal our work? <coughs> That's right, you tell them. <coughs> <coughs>